The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we ask for you to walk with us every day of our lives. Especially in this season of Lent, we ask that you would draw near to us, that we would leave ourselves behind and draw closer to you in others. Amen. So Jonah, perfect Lenten story ties in beautifully with the gospel text, even though it's not the text assigned for today, but it's almost more ideal. The sense of what motivates us in dealing with the world around us. What are the things that draw us forward, draw us into life? The root question, I think, in both of the stories is, is it things that are to our own benefit? Or are they things that are to the benefit and life of those around us. Two very different things. You heard in the story of Jonah, I think the Hebrew is a little vague, but he was looking for a good beach in other places like that, where life might be good, where he could go and serve God with unending discipline and challenge, as long as the weather was great, the food was good, and the people weren't too bad. Then sign me up. I'm there. It's kind of a challenging thing. I've been uh, hearing from people across the country who are in their last year of seminary. They're getting assigned. They're going through the assignment process, as the church calls it, or as the candidates call it, the draft. And some are getting assigned to Region 3, which usually breaks out in a cold sweat, the famous Oda region, Minnesota North and South Dakota, (laughs) great angst and wondering why our Scandinavian and German settlers to begin with hadn't picked places like Florida instead. (laughs) Where are we going and how do we get there? Preferably not in the belly of a whale. 
But there is often thought when God calls us as to where we are in the midst of it. And that's not always easy. The gospel text today is hard. We have Jesus talking about how hard the road is going to be going forward. It's going to be challenging, difficult. Things are going to be rough. Things are going to be very hard. And Peter says, well, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for. I wanted things to be great. I wanted things to not be hard. I wanted us to be thought of as famous and heroes changing the world. We wanted there to be accolades thrown on us. We wanted to do well. What are you talking about? It's interesting in the text, unlike a lot of passages, there's a lot of talk about the actual movement that is happening. Jesus is talking to the disciples, and Peter says, wait, wait a minute, puts his arm over his shoulder and pulls him aside. In fact, you might even look at the text and say that he pulls him to himself. My Jesus, this is how I want things to go for me. And it's fascinating what happens when Jesus rebukes Peter. He turns away from Peter and back to those who are gathered there. All of a sudden, things are different. In the text for today, we have this great passage about picking up the cross and carrying it. And that doesn't sound as good as nice beaches or pleasant vacation stays. It sounds very hard. And I think it's often in the life of the church that we look at it as this painful thing that we're supposed to be doing. It should be hard, and not just hard, but painful. Somehow that feels like the right path. But I don't think that that's by definition what the text is calling us to. I think the text is often calling us to put on the cross of Christ in the sense of living our lives oriented towards others, not towards ourselves. That's hard. The message of the world is always, what are you going to get out of this? What am I going to get out of this? What's the benefit to me? And yet Christ is saying, what is the benefit to others, regardless of the cost to you? Christ is calling us to take a hard path. Sometimes it can be very hard. But fundamentally, the path is hard because we're being called to live for others first. That's the hard path. That's the one that doesn't come easily. That's the one that we fail to take more often than not. That's the one that we come back and as a community voice our confession to God saying the road is hard and I have slipped again this week. Will you forgive me? That is this Lenten journey as well. The sense of putting ourselves aside, not in some sense of pain, but in a sense of focusing our attention on those around us who are in need of God's grace, God's love, God's forgiveness. So I would encourage you as you think on the story of Jonah that you would be reminded that we are called 
to the hard path, sometimes one that can be very challenging. But at the end of the day, it's a path lived for the sake of others first before ourselves. Amen.